Sports Radio update. We saw free agency in the NFL. It's still blowing up. Safety Earl Thomas has found a new home. The Baltimore Ravens have agreed to a four-year, $55 million deal with the talented safety. The contract includes $32 million of guaranteed money. Thomas is 29-year-old and a six-time Pro Bowler. He recorded 22 tackles and four interceptions in just four games last year before his bad season-ending injury. He racked up 28 picks in 128 career games as a member of the Legion of Boom, winning a Super Bowl with the Seahawks, and the Ravens are slated to meet the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle next year. The Ravens very busy today. Baltimore also signing former Saints running back Mark Ingram. It's a three-year deal worth $15 million. Ingram ran for 645 yards and six TDs in 12 games for the Saints last year. Adrian Peterson, this just breaking, he's not done. The veteran running back returning to the Washington Redskins on a two-year $8 million deal. More to come here. First, Antonio Brown, and now the Raiders beefing up their receiving core. They're going to continue to spend dough here on receiver Tyrell Williams. Terms not yet released, but the 27-year-old whiteout appears to be getting a lucrative deal. He spent the last four seasons with Phillip Rivers in L.A. Tyrod Taylor heading to the Bolts, not Miami. The L.A. Chargers and the quarterback ring on a two-year contract there. The 29-year-old will be second on the depth chart behind the legendary Phillip Rivers. Taylor threw to 473 yards and, uh, yeah, two picks there in uh, four appearances with Cleveland. It looks like Le'Veon Bell was close to becoming a San Francisco 49, but it didn't happen. The Niners take a strong offer to Bell before running back to the sign off with the Jets. But Bell will both be accepted a $2.5 deal with the Jets, and it comes to speculation with that. Bell sat in all past. The 27 year old made the Y'all know the Browns are in. Cleveland, as well as their second and third round picks, along with safety Jarrell Peppers. So the Browns Super Bowl odds going from 40 to 1 earlier in the week down to 14 to 1 on most offshores. The Washington Redskins expected to release talented linebacker Zach Brown as well. He led the Skins in tackles in 2017, racking up 96, three force fumbles, and a sack there. New York Pro Bowl kicker Jason Myers is going to sign a four year deal with the Seattle Seahawks. NCAA tournament action in full swing today. Very busy. NC State, what a comeback. They were down 16 at the half to Clemson, but they came back to win 59-58 in the ACC tournament. Virginia Tech all over Miami, 60-40, to 8-0-1 to go in the second there. Pac-10 early action. USC up on Arizona, 38-34. That's late in the first half. A very good one in the Atlantic 10. George Washington taking out UMass, 68-64 in overtime, the final. And in the Big Sky Conference, Sacramento State beating Northern Arizona, 72-60. In the NBA, the Houston Rockets have agreed to give general manager Daryl Morey a five-year extension. we got a six-pack of games in the association tonight. Orlando at Washington, Wizards 2, 226.5. Brooklyn at Oklahoma City, the Thunder laying 7.5, 232.5 is your total. Detroit at Miami, the Heater minus 1.5 point faves, 208.5. Memphis minus 1.5 at the Atlanta Hawks, over under 223.5. And, and a great game in the West, maybe a preview of the Western Final. Golden State at Houston, the Rockets minus 3.5, 2.5. 30 Utah laying eight and a half at Phoenix total in that game 220 we have Champions League soccer again action today it's going to be a good one uh, Barcelona huge favorites taking on Lyon and a good one between Bayern Munich and Liverpool these games just kicking off now three games in the National Hockey League tonight Toronto is playing Chicago Leafs minus 250 total seven Toronto forward Kasperi Kapanen out with a concussion New Jersey at Edmonton Oilers laying 270 total six and the New York Rangers are in Vancouver the Cancucks minus 125 total five and a half keep it locked everybody Gabe Morenci hosts Red Heat and Rage it's coming up next we got a lot of fun today with capper Mark Lawrence we'll go through the end
NCAA card, the NBA card, and our boy Gamblu will come by too. We'll talk a little hockey MMA with our buddy Gamblu and throw down some picks too. Stick around, everybody. It's Red Heat and Rage coming up now. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, the Red Heat and Rage, our radio has that begun. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, uh, iHeart. I am uh, Gabriel Morenci. Uh, we got a freaking stocked uh, program uh, today. Uh, we're shaking things up. It's the Wager Talk uh, invasion uh, this afternoon. Uh, Brady Cannon's going to join us in a couple of minutes, actually. We're going to talk some golf. And uh, Brady's one of the best uh, golf handicappers uh, out there. Every time somebody gives me a golf pick, um, I'm always like, uh, oh, I didn't know you bet golf. Uh, or I'm like, yeah, why do you like this guy? And they're like, well, I don't know, but uh, Brady Cannon gave it out. Um, so if, we're going to see what Brady's <laughs> giving out. Uh, on the program uh, today, we'll see what the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, uh, is uh, giving out on the show. Ralph Michaels uh, will also join us. Uh, Ralph Michaels is uh, he's with Wager Talk, uh, but Ralph Michaels um, also contributes to the playbook, uh, Mark Lawrence's playbook. Of course, Mark Lawrence joins us every Wednesday. Mark Lawrence uh, will join us. Uh, we've got uh, Lou from Gamblu.com. Uh, uh, we can go on and on. Oh yeah, we spoke to uh, to Mike Breen. Uh, this morning, uh, legendary play by play man, New York uh, Nick uh, broadcaster, and of course, uh, the, the national voice of ABC, uh, ESPN. Bang! Uh, Mike Breen, uh, we talked a little bit about Odell Beckham. Uh, Mike's doing the um, Golden State Warrior Houston Rocket game uh, tonight. And, you know, we're in college mode uh, right now. March Madness is upon us, uh, yet, this is an NBA game. Uh, worth watching and I tell you what after you watch uh, these terrible kids play uh, basketball all day long it's crazy when you watch an NBA game it feels like every shot is going in when you watch an NBA game <laughs> that's next to college but uh, we got a stack show cam and we got cam six packs and DFS and golf this and uh, NBA picks college picks Big East tournament picks what's up cam What's happening, Renzi? Even a hockey lineup for you, too. Uh, even though there's three games on the board tonight, we'll, we'll put something together. But you're right, uh, the Players' Championship fast approaching. And uh, I know I talked to you on the morning show. We like a lot of the same guys, like Xander Shifley. Uh, he, he's a guy that I really look forward to. In his debut game, he finished second at this tournament. That's impressive stuff. Usually it takes a, a few years to understand the course, but uh, Shoffley's one of those guys that I really, really like, and I like where you're going with Rom. I, I think we're barking up the right tree this week. We're going to get a winner in golf and hopefully pad that account because, you know, if you hit a golf future at 25 to 30, that's uh, better than winning just a single game. You could really build it big. Uh, I'm just uh, checking right now. We're hitting a refresh right now on all the uh, the sports sites, just making sure the, uh, the Giants haven't traded Saquon Barkley. Uh, yeah, just to continue to build around. I got to keep on building around uh, Eli Manning, uh, of course. So, so, yeah, we got to stack the show. And uh, this is actually sort of a sample show. Uh, you guys wanted uh, video uh, for, for game time decisions. The video is going to be coming. And uh, we're actually broadcasting video now. You can't see it. It's sort of a test run because uh, tomorrow, um, tomorrow ESPN take our building over. And I'm going to be doing the show in the pit, actually, instead of uh, – instead of from the Weehawken Studios, because we're going to the Big East games uh, tomorrow night. And then uh, Friday, uh, Friday, they're having that high high roll, high stakes 
<laughs> excuse me, baseball, fantasy baseball draft. Um, so uh, our schedule is uh, going to be shuffled around on Friday. Stay tuned. We'll tell you about that tomorrow. And uh, and then Monday, guys, if you're tuning in right now, for those of you that want the chat and uh, for some reason you want to see us, you can see Cam's extremely large melon. <laughs> Cam, like, takes up the whole Skype screen. I do. It's um, a pretty big head. Looking good. Great job with the graphics, guys. Looks great. The graphics, they're awesome. Uh, the only problem is levels. As always, levels. Hey, music is good. Music level's great. Cam's a little low. If we can get that cam up. I know we're, we're on Skype now, Sunday or whatever. Turn it up, gang. Turn cam up. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Throwing it down in our Weehawken uh, studios as uh, we uh, we prepare to go to uh, to video uh, with this show uh, next uh, week. Uh, the Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, looking good uh, in Toronto, although that white wall, um, you really are in, in a bunker. Um, it's strange, Cam, because... I'm looking at the camera and stuff because I'm, I'm, you know, it's a new, new look and the graphics are cool and stuff, but people can't see us, so it's just us. But a great job uh, by the guys in the pit, uh, putting together the graphics and uh, setting up the angles and the shots. And I've noticed uh, we're only uh, we're 13 minutes in, and I've noticed uh, cameras are requiring a lot more direction than I am. <laughs> I can hear Craig. True. Cam, you can't move. You can't move here. You can't do that. Don't do that. It's, it's um, all. That's all that's I've why heard. I was worried about it. That's, that's why I was worried about it, Renzi. I got when I'm doing the updates and switching. I can only go back and forth, and my head's so big. It's not like because you're the host of the show. But with the updates, I got to update the scores and move in and move out. I can't see you all the way uh, from back there. You get my you drift. Look good. Yeah, you look good. Thanks. Like I said, your head's so big it takes up the the screen. It looks good. So, like <laughs> I said, uh, thanks for cranking the music, Yang. We the music was good, but if you can, yeah. I need some uh, some levels on cam. I need some levels on uh, on Cam. I'm having a hard time hearing him. Um, all right, so let's bring in uh, Brady Cannon uh, right now. Wager talk, and as I stated, hey, welcome to the program, uh, Brady. And I just stated that, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends, and I, I talk to a lot of people in the gaming industry, and they, they tell me a golf pick, or they have a golf pick, they bet a golf pick, they bet a golf matchup, and I'm like, oh, I didn't know you capped golf. Or I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you bet golf that much. And they always tell me, no, no, uh, I got this pick for Brady Cannon. Uh, it's Brady's pick. <laughs> so uh, everybody else has tailed you. So I guess it's time for me and the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. I'm Gabriel Morenzi. Welcome to the show, uh, Brady. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, thank you for having me on. And we should note a uh, Las Vegas, uh, a Super Contest champion 
as well. What year did you uh, did you cash the uh, the title in the in the sportsbook contest? Uh, 2011. I was a part of a team of four people uh, under the moniker of San Souci, and uh, it was pretty cool at the time. We uh, held the record for the largest winning percentage in the history of the contest at 72 and a half percent. It has since been broken Shit. one time, but uh, it was a pretty good year for us. Uh, congratulations! Yeah, we finished in uh, we finished in eighth place. Uh, once. Ah, uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 We tied with Mark Lawrence, actually, who's going to be coming on the same oh. year. We tied, wow. which was, which was amazing. We even had the same picks like going in, uh, to, to the last, uh, the last weekend. But, you know, I was in a golden nugget contest this year. And I don't know what the guy's winning percentage was, man, but it seemed like he was like 80 games over 500. <laughs> like every week I was like, dear <laughs> God, like dude, these, these people are relentless, uh, this year, but let's get into the golf. And uh, our colleague here, Ken Stewart, uh, loves golf, big uh, golf capper. And, uh, you know, I'm in New York, so I was actually, I read your, your piece today in the Post, in the actual paper, old school. Um, so let's start off with Sergio Garcia and El Nino. So it seems to me, Brady, when I was reading your capping and, and, and the picks that you gave in the Post and online, that you are a believer in course history, aren't you? Well, I am, but the, the tough part about the Players' Championship is you can almost throw course history out the window. It is probably the most difficult handicap of all the tournaments all year long because uh, there's really no correlation from year to year. You look at a guy like Ricky Fowler, who won the thing a few years ago, and he's also missed the cut six times. And Lucas Glover is a guy that's been playing very hot this year, and He's missed the cut at the players seven times, but he's also finished sixth once before and third. So it's an extremely random tournament. And if you just look at the winners, you know, KJ Choi, Craig Perks, Fred Funk, you know, and then you've got some stars in there like Tiger and Sergio. So it's a very difficult handicap is the players championship. You just try and do the best you can with what trends and skill sets stand out, but expect the unexpected. Yeah, Brady, uh, when you're looking at a guy like Dustin Johnson, he says this is one of the tracks that doesn't really help his lengths there. You mentioned some guys, K.J. Choi, not long. Jim Furyk's had success before. Perks, these guys aren't like big, big bombers, so small guys can hit it, and it kind of takes the advantage that some of these monster hitters out of the way. It's weird. DJ does really, really well, but at the players, it's been one of the tournaments that's kind of rattled his cage a little bit. Yeah, I know you're right. He's never finished top 10 here, and... And again, that speaks to the randomness of this tournament. You know, you get guys uh, that are very good ball strikers and maybe a little bit shorter hitters, but more accurate. Uh, Henrik Stenson, you know, uh, Kevin Kistner has had success here. Uh, But you've also had some Bombers win too, like Jason Day and Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. So it's a really tough call, the Players' Championship. uh, But it's a great tournament because you have arguably the best field in golf. You have a tremendous golf course that is one of the tougher tests, if not the toughest test on tour. So, you know, in the iconic par 317th, you got to have a little action on it because it's so fun. But I would say tread lightly because uh, the results are pretty random typically. Well, one player that has been pretty consistent has been uh, Sergio Garcia, El Nino, uh, as as you know. Uh, he's, this is his 20th time uh, playing the Players' Championship. He's only missed uh, the cut uh, twice. Uh, Garcia in the 25-30-to-1 range. 
Patrick Cantlay is a player cam that we were talking about earlier in the week. Uh, Lucas Glover is another guy that you've got circled. And uh, Jim Furyk, who uh, this is uh, his home course, uh, Brady. So talk to us about uh, your picks. And um, I like the ballpark that you're looking at here. I was in the same range. I was looking at Shifley. Um, I'm feeling Gary Woodland this week in the 55-1 to range. Uh, worth a sprinkle, but talk to me about why uh, you landed on the players that you did. Yeah, and, you know, because the tournament is is so random, I I think, you know, it's better to look a little deeper in the board. You've got a chance at maybe hitting one of those longer shots and uh, getting past the favorites a little bit. Cantley, you know, he really fits the mold of the ball striker and a guy that uh, drives it accurately. He's seventh on tour in strokes gain tee to green. Uh, He's eighth in scrambling and number one in par four scoring. We talked about Lucas Glover, how how hot he's been lately. Uh, Three straight top ten finishes, uh, and he's had some history here before. And then you mentioned Sergio, certainly one of the most consistent guys ever in the history of the Players' Championship, Uh, you know, only missing two cuts in his history and having won it in 2008. And Sergio has always been one of the world's greatest ball strikers. So, uh, you know, I think you want to look at that type of player. And if there's any set of skills that really stands out amongst the winners at the Players' Championship, number one is scrambling. Uh, the greens are a little bit smaller, and the guys that are able to get up and down from around the greens this week uh, typically fare very well. And then the other is efficiency from tee to green. And, and, you know, that's in the form of the analytic strokes game tee to green. Doesn't necessarily mean you hit it long but it means you hit it relatively straight. You're not finding yourself in the rough too often, and you're hitting greens in regulation. And then finally, par four scoring. The guys that do well at this tournament typically uh, take advantage of the par fours. So, you know, I looked at the players that checked those boxes, and uh, if you can get a nice number on them, which many of them you can in that 30 to 40 to even 80 to 1 range, that's the direction I went. What do we do with you know Jason Day? To me, guys? That's what I want to know. Oh, Jason Day. I was going to bring up Jordan Spieth. Yeah. It was amazing to me that he's at 60-1. to 1. Um, And yeah. I'm not saying, oh, I think he's a hot play this week, but it's just amazing to me that a player, you know, that there was as much excitement and anticipation about his future, now suddenly lingering in, in a 60-1 to 1 range in, in, in a tournament like this. It just blows my mind, Brady, that, you know, oh, wow. That they don't, the fall from grace, well, so to speak. I, I saw his master's odds are still kind of high, but wow, 60 yeah. to 1 for Jordan yeah. Smith. Yeah, it, it's crazy, and and I, 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 I'm I bummed about it, too, because I love it when he's playing well. And we'll see if he's able to flip the switch at Augusta. His, his track record at the Masters is incredible. But uh, his form is not really good at all. And, uh, you know, he's contended in a few tournaments this year, and then just absolutely absolutely fallen off the map and others so he, he remains a mystery i hope he turns it around from the nfl to the nba dailyroto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy you can get the best dfs nfl coverage all season long for a price of 129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the elite package at 59.99 per month if you use the promo code fntsy you get 10 percent off your daily roto package go to dailyroto.com pick your nfl or elite package enter promo code fntsy and you'll be on your way to becoming the next daily roto millionaire 
Ready Great Radio continues. Thanks to Brady Cannon for, for joining us on the program. Uh, Lou from Gamble.com. We'll step in a little bit uh, later on. Uh, we're, jam- we're jam-packed. We spoke to Mike Green uh, earlier this morning. Talked a little bit about Odell Beckham. Uh, of course, Mike's a you know, longtime New York uh, media uh, you know, host, play-by-play man. Talking about Odell Beckham, pretty much you know, the biggest star in the city. We're talking about who's the biggest star now in the city of New York. Uh, he brought up Aaron Judge. Yeah, you know, Aaron Judge hasn't won a championship and hasn't. I know Odell hasn't won a championship, but still kind of new Aaron Judge. I would say Kevin Durant would be, uh, but uh, nevertheless, um, let's bring in uh, Mark Lawrence uh, right now. As Listen, normally I can't hear the music. The music's great. The music's loud. The sound is actually better than normal, guys. Like, I don't have the feedback or the echo that I normally have. Uh, the music sounds good. The guests are loud as hell. It's just Cam. I'm having a hard time hearing Cam. I can hear him, but it's like he's way in the background. And all muffled, so I don't know. Maybe Cam needs to scream or something. Let's bring Mark Lawrence in right now. What's up, Mark? Doing terrific, guys. How are you doing? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, got a full house today. I, you know, we have one of your colleagues on. Uh, Ralph Michaels going to be joining us uh, later on in the show. Yeah, Ralph's a great guy. He's a good friend of mine from Cleveland, Ohio. And, in fact, uh, he stopped down worked with me for a year or so at Playbook before he headed out west and uh, does a great job. There's nobody in this industry that is better or faster at finding information. If if there's something that I'm looking for on the Internet, some tidbit of information about anything, I drop Rolf a line and then uh, suddenly, boom, it appears right back on my email. He's that good. He's a Clevelander. What's the deal? It seems like all you old school cappers are from Cleveland. All the crooked NBA referees are from Philadelphia, and all the bookies and lines makers are from Pittsburgh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's sort of the circuit. Uh, that's the way it runs. Uh, but a lot of it, you know, comes out of Cleveland. Uh, myself, Phil Steele, Ralph, a bunch of other handicappers, uh, all originated from Cleveland. And in fact, Ralph worked with Phil Steele, and uh, he and Phil Steele and a fellow named Brian Leonard all went to high school together. So, you know, they had that in common, and. Uh, Going back in the day, Phil was a long, uh, long-time subscriber to the playbook when he decided, hey, I want to get in this business too. So a lot of Cleveland ties in this industry. The bad weather. You guys stayed inside. Uh, you capped. Yep. You're, you're watching games. <laughs> um, so uh, before we move on here, we'll get to, to some games and some conference tournaments and stuff. Uh, Cleveland, uh, Mark, holy crap, the Cleveland Browns loading up uh, right now. The question is, is there going to be too much of an overreaction? It's too bad because I was I was already bullish on the Cleveland Browns coming into the year. This Odell stuff. Uh, not to mention they brought up they brought up the, they got Kareem Hunt too, but the Browns stuff is really getting over high you know over the top right now. Um, they're as low as fourteen to one at some spots now. Mark, you know, is there going to be an overhype around this? Are you buying the hype? I guess that's what I should ask you. Are you buying the hype on the Browns? Because on paper. That's that's some that's some gold paper right there. That's some uh, that's some Saks Fifth Avenue stuff there. <laughs> well, as you know, Gabe, we try and keep our emotions out of our handicapping. And being a Clevelander, I got to admit that I went to bed with feeling pretty good, with a big smile on my face when that trade was announced. You know, good for the Cleveland fans who have been long suffering, to say the least. 
and you know they're doing things in a real positive manner these days all in two years just two years ago we're talking about a winless Cleveland Browns football team this year they're going to be favored to win the AFC North and arguably rightfully so given uh, the improvement they made with Baker Mayfield last year the drafts in which they've been stockpiling picks and they're all coming to fruition right now so if they can keep uh, Odell Beckham on the field uh, you're not getting any trouble. Uh, you know, that would be a big question mark between him and their other wide receiver, Antonio Anthony Callaway. Uh, there's probably a good over under on which one might get suspended before the end of the season. Yeah, Mark, uh, I was just going to say with Cleveland, it was, and I was telling Gabe, Mark, I looked offshore and I bet on Cleveland before all this stuff happened because Gabe and I have been really, like, as he said, bullish on them and we really like what they're doing. It was 40 to 1 on some offshores and now when i'm looking at the same sites i'm seeing 14 to 1 for the super bowl like i like cleveland as much as the next guy mark but whoa whoa 14 to 1 they're still got a second year quarterback there seems like people are getting a little bit too excited about the browns in my opinion understandably so kim uh but uh, again a case can be made for them just given the fact that they are right now at the start of the season arguably the best team in the afc north pittsburgh has regressed Baltimore's regressed, Cincinnati has regressed. So if for no other reason, uh, just by that math model, Cleveland, if they make the playoffs, you know what happens. Anything can happen if you make the playoffs. So somebody in that division has to be slotted and happens to be the Cleveland Browns as we're speaking right now. I'm looking forward to when we get some win totals uh, posted. Um, some win, po- win totals that'll exactly. be, I guess, after the draft. That's the, the final the, uh, the final shoe to drop, and then the odds makers uh, start locking it down. All right, so let's jump in here and talk some uh, some college uh, basketball. Uh, Mark, uh, since we're in New York, I'll start off uh, with some Big East action. Uh, DePaul and St. John's uh, tonight. The Johnnies, an interesting team, uh, to say the least. A team that's uh, capable of you know, a magical a magical win against uh, Villanova on a Sunday night at Madison Square Garden, and a team that's capable of getting beat up uh, by Xavier two times in five days. Uh, three straight losses. It seemed as though we talk about this, and I bet against them after that Villanova win, that teams, you know, in college basketball, remember as soon as they got uh, they got to the top 25, they didn't handle success well. Um, then they won that Villanova game, and they were sort of acclimated that every, you know, Lenardi and Jerry Palm and every bracketologist sort of said, wow, they made the tournament now. They're in now. And I'll tell you what, these guys have been stuck on 20 right now. I still think they get in. They got to win this game tonight. And I got to tell you, like, if they don't, you know, they're going to be sweating this out until Selection Sunday, and they might end up playing in Dayton uh, one week uh, from tonight, Mark, (laughs) to be honest uh, with you uh, at this point. Uh, But looking at the database and the playbook, it appears as though there's a lot of numbers on the Johnny side tonight uh, with Chris Mullen uh, in his old stopping grounds here at Madison Square Garden tonight. Well, let me say this, Gabe, that uh, if Johnny does not win this game here tonight, Dayton might not even be anywhere in their realm of travel. Uh, you know, they could end up being an NIT basketball team and maybe being one of the top seeds in the NIT. It's difficult to put a team in the NCAA tournament on a four-game losing streak who had a losing record in conference play with other teams out there. Under, yeah, three games under yeah. if they lose this game. You're right. They're already two games under 500 as it is in conference play. 
Exactly. So it'd be difficult to make their case. They're, they need this win more like blood than anything tonight. I think if they have a realistic chance to make the NCAA tournament, and as we noted in the coffee club here, that they send they tend to do play their best in this tournament when they're not playing well. When they're coming in off a double digit spread loss, they're five and one to the number, which fits this role here tonight. They've also had double revenge chip on their shoulder. DePaul beat them twice this season, so. Uh, I would be really, uh, really, really surprised if St. John's doesn't put their bet, best foot forward here tonight. Mark, I was going to ask you about Vanderbilt, and uh, one of those teams eh, didn't really like the Commodores. I liked them in the past, but not in the future. But uh, just uh, reading the coffee club there, when they're getting excessive points, maybe the Commodores aren't such a bad bet there. The SEC, very up and down, but uh, they haven't been a team to really put money in the pockets, but uh, the historical numbers say, hey, Vanderbilt might be worth a shot. Yeah, if you can find four points of them tonight, they've won them five times in a row in this tournament, taking that number, that or more. And again, 12-point revenge from earlier this season. You're not beating a whole lot in Texas A&M here tonight. And oftentimes you'll find the team that's the last seed in a conference, like Vanderbilt's the number 14 seed in the SEC. Favorite opponents will oftentimes look past teams like this, and if A&M were to do that, it could prove to be a big mistake tonight. Colorado Buffaloes. Uh, Colorado Buffaloes are a team, Mark, that's had a lot of success in Las Vegas. They're laying a 10 spot uh, tonight against Cal. And, you know, we look at this Pac-12, uh, this Pac-12 conference uh, this year, and there's been a lot of talk um, that only one team would get in uh, this year. I think Arizona State can get in as well. And I guess it depends on what they do uh, this week. I think they're a dangerous team uh, this week in Las Vegas, Nevada. But some Pac-12 basketball is intriguing because – this is one of these deals where every team there, Mark, knows we got to win this conference uh, to get in. We got to win the tournament. You know, maybe Washington doesn't have that sense of urgency. Like I said, I would put, I, you know, I think Arizona State would get it at least uh, playing in Dayton in, in the first four. Uh, but um, you're going to get some desperate teams uh, this week, uh, Mark, in Las Vegas. We got Washington State and uh, one of the bigger underachievers uh, this year, the Oregon Ducks. Uh, Washington State getting 11 and a half points in this game. Colorado also laying 10, 10 and a half. Uh, talk to me about some Pac-12 basketball, Mark. Well, we affectionately refer to them as the pathetic 12 conference these days, Gabe. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> rightfully so. Oh, I mean, I mean. <laughs> go back to the football season. Uh, go back to the bowl games. Go back to this basketball season. Uh, we had called out in the coffee club yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, if not today, the fact that only two times in the modern era has a major conference sent only one team to the NCAA basketball tournament. Both of those two times were teams out of the Pac-12 conference. And it may happen again this year. If Arizona State stubs their toe in that first game, if UCLA beats Stanford and or if Stanford wins, they'll play Arizona State in the Sun Devils lose. It could be a one-win offering from the Pac-12 this year. All right, listen, we're going to take a quick, quick break. We'll be right back with Mark Lauren. Playbook.com. Now's the time you want the newsletter, guys. Uh, Mark Sutton will be the special round of the win the national championship. We'll ask him about that on the other side.
Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. I'm Gabriel Moretzi. I'm Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Uh, Cam Stewart uh, throwing it down uh, in Toronto, uh, Ontario. Mark Lawrence is in Florida. We are New York, uh, New Jersey uh, right now where uh, they're making a hell of a lot of money. As uh, Darren Rovell just tweeted out uh, some numbers uh, from uh, the, uh, the state of New Jersey uh, with the gambling. And uh, how about uh, Fairley Dickinson? They get into the tournament, guys. So uh, yeah. Fair- Fairley gets into the tournament. Uh, I, I'm happy for them, good for them, but that's just one uh, one less team I can bet in Atlantic City now. Another oh, yeah. Jersey team <laughs> off the damn board. <laughs> that's what the first thing I thought of. I'm like, ah, son of a, son of a. All right, let's talk a little more college uh, basketball. And then Mark wants to talk about uh, Clayton Thorson, uh, actually, uh, Northwestern's uh, quarterback. Uh, looking at the games uh, here tonight, uh, we talked, we got Colorado and California going off the board at 530 Eastern. I'm going to send you a play on this cam. I'm going to take the easy way, but I think Colorado's going to win this game. And I think St. John's uh, going to win the game. We're going to look at a Colorado-St. John's uh, parlay. South Carolina State, Norfolk State. we got Nebraska and uh, Rutgers. Rutgers plus one in, in that one. Uh, Louisville, Mark, Louisville really stumbled down the stretches. Three and seven in their last ten basketball games. Like seven and a half uh, to the Fighting Irish. Some SEC action tonight. Georgia. And Missouri, Missouri's at minus three and a half. TCU, is this a trap mark, the TCU game? These, let me, I want to ask you about these two games. And then pick a few games, Cam, if you want to throw at them or something from, from the playbook, from the coffee club. But is this a trap mark, TCU minus four against uh, Oak State tonight? Well, you know something? If you go back, Gabe, and look at this TCU team, uh, they just flat out were pathetic down the stretch. Uh, their last two games of the season were both at home, and they laid dinosaur eggs in both of those basketball games. <laughs> they did most of their work in the beginning of the season here before it got to be Big 12 uh, conference play. Uh, I am just not a Jamie Dixon fan. I think uh, there's a reason he was no longer at Pittsburgh. I think he finds ways to lose games rather than win games. Uh, now, is it a trap because the game looks so cheap? Uh, could possibly be, but the bottom line is they're not playing good basketball right now. They had to go on the road to find out how to win a game. Uh, I'm going to lean here to Oklahoma State in this contest for no other reason for my disdain for Jamie Dixon. <laughs> what about the uh, the opener here in uh, Butler and Providence uh, tonight uh, for the night session tonight? Some Big East action, Butler and Providence. Providence have had a lot of recent success, Mark. Uh, this coaching staff and this program have had some success at MSG in the Big East tournament in the past years? They have. You know, Providence has been really, really good to a lot of their backers in postseason tournament play, as you mentioned here. Uh, But the situation being what it is, to me, really strongly favors Butler in the contest, just given the fact that 
Providence beat Butler by 13 in their final season game for both teams, and it's a right-back revenge rematch for Butler in this basketball game. And you'll find times often not that when teams come back in right-back revenge rematches in the first conference tournament game, they tend to do quite well. Their memory is short. I like Butler in this contest here. I know Providence has played some pretty decent basketball this year, but in a pick I like Butler in the right-back rematch. Well, Mark, I know the Thundering Herd have been good to all of us, uh, Gabe and myself, in football. And uh, just going through the coffee club today, I uh, really like what you have to say about these guys. I, I usually tend to want to take a dog before, but as favorites in their tournament, Mark, a sparkling record, absolutely fantastic. Uh, six games above uh, 500 here. So I guess uh, we might be riding the Thundering Herd tonight. Will it be on the card, Mark? Well, it won't be on my card, but uh, you know what I'll oftentimes do, Kim, is when we see records like that, uh, Marshall 7-1 to the number the last eight times he's been favored in the Sun Belt Conference Tournament here. It keeps me at least out of the dog. To their credit, Marshall's playing some really good basketball right now. They were stuck in quicksand. They, were, they had lost four games in a row straight up into the spread before they finally woke up and surged the other way. So that number could well improve to 8-1 and one to the spread here tonight. I won't do it. I won't lay the wood, but I certainly won't be playing the dog in the game as well. Uh, Mark Lawrence uh, with us, uh, playbook.com. Uh, uh, Mark, I know a game you're taking a look at uh, tonight, the Mean Green, uh, some conference tournament action. Uh, mean Green, two-and-a-half-point favorites uh, right now, a 20-win team on the season, taking on FIU, a 19-team win on the season. One thing about the Mean Green, though, uh, current form is poor, Mark, 2-8 and eight in the last 10, 1-8 against the spread in their last nine uh, basketball games. Um, you know, you look uh, Florida International, better conference uh, record. Um, FIU have beaten uh, the Mean Green three straight times uh, now, though. And I see the you know, Mean Green coming in here on a seven-game uh, losing streak. Talk to me about the Mean Green and the FIU game. Still enough respect for North Texas in this game to warrant them coming favored in the contest, though, Gabe. Uh, as you mentioned yeah. here, losing seven in a row. Florida International playing some really good basketball. If you go back and you look at their last four or five basketball games, I think they've only lost once in those games. That was to Marshall, who's surging right now. You know, but the bottom line to me is, again, to repeat the Butler scenario on the Providence game, right back revenge rematch for North Texas here. North Texas was favored against Florida International uh, in the season-ending game, or got walloped, I should say. It got walloped by 15 points. They were in favor, but they lost by 15, so they come back in a right-back revenge rematch here. I'm going to lean to North Texas only because these right-back revenge rematches have been awfully, awfully strong in these tournament games. Mark, I was going to take take a look at the Big Ten here, and it's interesting, just looking at the streaks for the tournament, a lot of teams that we haven't really wanted to take are actually have really good uh, ATS trends in their favor. And to Gabe's earlier point there, what do you think about the current form? It's almost like this tournament and the conference tournaments are another season where you can go, hey, guys, we were junk during the regular season, but you know what? All it takes is a little bit, you know, a comeback. Like, look at NC State today. Clemson was killing them. They came back and won. Maybe that'll give them a little confidence. It's kind of like, hey, you get your second chance. You die in the regular season, but you still get a chance. So how do you look at current form leading into the tournament? Sometimes current form doesn't really uh, tell the whole story. Well, more times often than not, Cam, you'll pay a price for current form. Oddsmakers are well aware of it. The betting public's well aware of it, and they're going to make you pay the price. 
But as far as the Big Ten Conference matchups are concerned here tonight, uh, interesting in the Nebraska-Rutgers showdown that it's Nebraska with revenge against Rutgers, and you'll oftentimes find teams with winning records that have same-season loss revenge against teams with a losing record. It's very difficult for that team with that losing record to take that winning team out twice in a row. Uh, Nebraska in a win situation, minus two here tonight. I'm going to look at them over Rutgers in this game tonight. There's some ugly Big Ten games. That game, uh, that game's <laughs> an ugly sure one, is. not to mention the Battle of Illinois, uh, Northwestern Illinois. and Illinois. Holy crap. Uh, Northwestern come in here, one and nine in their last ten games. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know I, get, I would like Illinois here. It seems like Illinois' program is just, you know, sort of less, uh, less, less crap right now uh, than Northwestern is. What do you make of this, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like anyone that bets on this game probably has a gambling problem, but we, everyone knows yeah, I do have a gambling problem. So Northwestern and Illinois, Mark, what do you make of this one? As Brian Blessing would say, boy, it's a dog's breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I were, were writing my handicapping book, which I threatened to do one day before uh, the final curtain comes down, there'll be a chapter in there and we'll call it garbage to garbage. And this would be an example, <laughs> Illinois against Northwestern. Garbage to garbage, garbage to garbage. <laughs> and when you've got garbage Great to garbage, <laughs> yeah, you, you, you can't lay the favorite because the favorite is laden with maggots, okay? You can't lay points with bad basketball teams. <laughs> Bottom line to me, I'll play Northwestern plus the points hold my nose because this game sure has that garbage to garbage wow. feel. Well, that's what Thank I was thinking. You. It's like with a garbage truck when you're you're behind the garbage truck, yeah. Mark. You know, you're right in a convertible. you got to hold the nose. It's like, oh, man. Oh. Yeah, that's what you're doing. It's Northwestern. All right, so uh, let's shift let's shift gears over. Let me actually let me ask you, Mark. So I always uh, I always anxiously look forward um, to to the playbook championship week. Yet it's it's you know it comes out and then boom the tournament starts. So when's it going to be coming out next week? And your annual eight ingredients um, that it takes to win a national championship is second to none when it comes to, to, to taking the winner here. Have you kicked the tires on this, Mark? I've, like, do you have, are the teams, have you figured out the teams that have made the criteria yet? Or are there still a couple of teams that stats could change? Or do you not use conference tournament numbers for your stats, Mark? Well, we do use conference tournament numbers because they blend in the overall scoring production of teams. And a big facet part of that formula is winning margins for teams. You have to be able to win games by a certain margin. So the numbers are still formulating in that sense. I won't look at who those teams are until these tournaments are done. We'll be putting our playbook uh, basketball uh, March Madness tournament newsletter together. Hope to have it out Tuesday night. More realistically, Wednesday early, but bottom line is our goal is Tuesday night. There's just a ton of work that goes into it between Sunday night and getting it ready Tuesday night. Just a, a mountain of information that we'll put inside that uh, March Madness tournament issue. But uh, And we'll also, in that tournament issue, reveal the teams that will qualify for those eight elite, what we call the elite uh, uh, the elite records of these teams that have to have all these ingredients to qualify to cut down the nets. So let's talk a little NBA uh, right now. We spoke with Mike Breen earlier in the day, and um, it's college fever right now, March Madness. But Houston Rockets, speaking of hot and fevers, Rockets are really starting to dial it up a notch right now. 
They, yeah. I, you know, it's funny. People sort of forgot about him and gave up on him. And Harden was doing his thing where he scores 30 points a night every night and 40, whatever. And that was the story there. Chris Paul was hurt. Clint Capella was hurt. It might actually help them that they're a little bit more refreshed right now. But they're a smoking hot team right now, Mark. Hard to get in front of the Rockets. And then you get the Warriors who sort of stumble in here. Who Warriors have been burning money for the last month and a half or so. What do you make of this with the Rockets laying three and a half now? Well, with the Warriors having lost four of the last ten games and the Rockets having won nine of their last ten, that's why you're finding Houston favored in this basketball game tonight. Basically a lot of current form. But I'm going to throw caution to the wind here and just call out the fact that uh, Houston's taken Golden State out three times this year, and you'll very rarely find a defending champion get swept all four games the following season here. Uh, it's happened a couple of times, but when it has happened, it's because those teams have been a shell of what they were the previous year. Golden State might not be what they were last year, but they're still the favorite to win this whole thing this season here. Now, without Kevin Durant here tonight, they're a three-and-a-half-point dog in this contest here. So, bottom line to me, Golden State triple revenge, three-and-a-half-point dog. I don't ever find it hard to fade James Harden. Uh, he's a basketball player that's really hard to like and uh, because I don't like him and I do like Golden State in this role, I'm on the Warriors tonight. You and I are the same when it comes to Harden. <laughs> I've, cursed, I've cursed and rooted him many, many, many a night, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I go back to his days at Arizona State, uh, you know, before, State, before, yeah. yeah, before the beard really started to lengthen. You know, I mean, he was, uh, you know, he was he was all about himself back then too. You know, he was a good basketball player, first round pick, lotto pick, but uh, and he's really, really, uh, really grown into a, an NBA superstar. But uh, you know, where I came from, ball hog wasn't allowed, and uh, boy, oh boy, he's just the epitome of that. There's the old in hockey, Kev, the cherry picker. Yes, yeah, cherry exactly picker. Right. <laughs> it's the cherry, the cherry picker in hockey markets. The kid that uh, he just sort of floats around center ice, never plays any defense. But then he, he loves it when he's all alone, when he's on a breakaway. That's Pavel Burry. Remember him? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Mark Lauren, playbook.com. Get it if you want to win a March Madness. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Starting at center. Six feet two. 279 pounds. From Mississauga, Ontario. <laughs> and Stewart. Power forward. That's right, power forward. Yeah, great, uh, great uh, old school. So, yeah, Cam's even lower right now, guys. So, uh, as, as we stated, check, I don't check, know what's check. going on. and uh, Me neither. 
Yeah, you just it sounds I like you're in, you're low. Like I've got everything so loud, so I've got like a hiss in my headset to try to hear you. Then the music is overly bearingly loud. Like uh, it's a problem. Like I can I can barely hear you. Like it's so when me and Lawrence are talking, it's like you're a kid at the at the end of the table. Like you can't can't hear hey, you. Hey man, where's the mashed potatoes? You know I mean, like yeah, it's all faint and. I don't get it. Like, I, I don't know what would be different. And what's strange is I don't have that echo that I normally get. So that's good. So there's no echo suddenly, but I can't hear you. Like, I, it's it, like, it's, it's a problem enough that it's not just me complaining. Like, I'll get through this today, but we can't, I can't go on like this, like type of thing. Like, yeah, something's going to have to be done. Yeah, no, I can uh, I can hear you. You're crystal clear. And there's this massive the echo. There's a massive delay suddenly yeah. again with everyone. Yeah, I know. The delay I got, too. Uh, I, I hear you good. The music's low, and I can't hear myself other than I'm looking at the levels, and it looks good. But if you say it's low, it's low. So I have no idea. Well, yeah, it's so, low. <laughs> I'm not saying it's low. It, it is. It is low. And, and like I said, it's like I, I, I stop and there's like these big delay. Like there's uh, I don't know why yeah, we I have know. this, this monster are... delay with Mark Lawrence and with you suddenly. I don't know either. All right. So as I stated, uh, you know, we're working on video. The video is fine. Graphics are good. Video is fine. We're off and running there. But the audio blows. And I, I can barely hear it. Like, it's hard to do a show if I can't, I can't hear it again. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Cam Stewart with your fantasy sports radio update. Safety Earl Thomas has found a new home. Everybody's got a job when it comes to safeties in the NFL. Didn't see this one coming with Baltimore, but they agreed to a four-year, $55 million deal with Thomas. The contract includes $32 million guaranteed. He's 29 years old, a six-time Pro Bowler for the Seahawks. Last year, he was injured, but still recorded 22 tackles and four interceptions just four games last year after he had that season-ending injury versus the Dallas Cowboys. He's racked up 28 picks in 128 career games. Games. I imagine the member of the Legion of Boom. So big news for the Baltimore Ravens. They were, weren't done today. The Ravens very, very busy to keep up with Cleveland. Baltimore also have signed former Saints running back Mark Ingram to a three-year deal worth $15 million. He ran for 645 yards and six touchdowns in 12 games for the Saints last year. The Chiefs have released five-time Pro Bowl safety Eric Berry. He was just two years into a six-year $78 million deal. Berry spent nine seasons in Kansas City. That just happening. So huge move there. Eric Berry has been released by the Kansas City Chiefs. The Carolina Panthers have signed right tackle Darrell Williams to a one-year deal worth $6 million. Adrian Peterson not done yet. The veteran running back had a good year with Washington. He signed on with a two-year $8 million deal to come back there. 
First, Antonio Brown. The Raiders still beefing up their receiving core. The Raiders continue to spend dough, picking up Charger receiver Tyrell Williams. Terms of the deal not yet released for the 27-year-old. It appears to be very lucrative. Williams spending the last four seasons with Phillip Rivers in L.A. Tyrod Taylor not heading to uh, Miami, uh, heading to the Bolts. The Los Angeles Chargers and the quarterback have agreed on a two-year contract. The 29-year-old will be second on the depth chart behind Phillip Rivers. Taylor threw for 473 yards and two uh, touchdowns four picks there with Cleveland. Looks like Le'Veon Bell was close to being a San Francisco 49er, as we said. The Niners made a strong offer to Bell before the running back uh, signed on with the New York Jets. But Bell reportedly accepted a four-year, $52.5 million deal from the Jets, ending months of speculation where he would land. He sat out last season, refusing to sign the franchise tag for the second straight year. The 27-year-old made three Pro Bowls in five years with the Steelers. We know the Browns are all in uh, with the there Washington too also set to release talented linebacker Zach Brown today he led the Washington Redskins in tackles with 207 last year he tallied 96 tackles three four fumbles and a sack right now the New York Jets to uh, Seattle looks like they're picking up Pro Bowl kicker Jason Myers from the New York Jets it's a four-year deal with the Seahawks NCAA conference action in full swing NC State overcame a 16-point deficit to come back and be 59-58. Virginia Tech, uh, the Hokies pounding the Canes 71-56 to today, so Miami, they're gone. Pac-10 action. This was tight for a while, but USC up now 69-54 late in the second on uh, USC up on Arizona. George Washington in the Atlantic 10 took out UMass 68-64, the final there. Big Sky, Sacramento State over Northern Arizona 72-60. In the NBA, the Houston Rockets have agreed to give GM Daryl Morey a five-year extension. Six-pack in the NBA tonight Orlando at Washington, Wizards 2, 226.5. Brooklyn at Oklahoma City, Thunder minus 7.5, 232.5. Detroit at Miami, the Heater minus 1.5, 208.5 is your total. Memphis taking on Atlanta, the Grizz 1.5, 223.5. Great game in the West, maybe a conference uh, preview here of the Western Final. Golden State and Houston, Rockets 3.5 point favorites, 230. And Utah laying 8.5 in Phoenix, total 220.5. Champions League action updated scores right now, Barcelona up. Up two to nothing on Lyon. That at the halftime break and a great one between Bayern Munich and Liverpool. They're tied 1-1 at the half. Three games in the NHL tonight. Chicago at Toronto. Leafs minus 250, total seven. Toronto forward Kasperi Kapanen out with a concussion. New Jersey is at Edmonton. Oilers laying 270, total six. And we have the New York Rangers are in Vancouver to take on the Canucks. Canucks a small minus 125 favorite. Over under in this game is five and a half. Keep it locked to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network here. It's Gabe Renzi, host Red Heat and Rage. We got more talks. We had Mark Lawrence on the show. We'll break it down with our buddy Gamblu talking a little MMA, talking a little hockey, a little NFL, all the signings of the day, and uh, maybe some futures as well. So stay tuned, everybody. It's Red Heat and Rage Radio. We continue on the Fantasy Sports Network. Take it away, Yang. Game Time Decisions. Welcome back to Red Heat and Rage. I'm the Rage and Redhead Cam Stewart. 
Hope everybody's doing okay today. Conference tournament's in full swing here. We got to talk to Mark Lawrence about some games in the conference tournament. And uh, right now, interesting stuff in the ACC. Uh, the Virginia Tech Hokies pounding Miami. Miami got it done yesterday, but it looks like they're going to be eliminated. NC State was a big, big comeback over Clemson. They were down 16 points at the break, but the Wolfpack come back to get it done and win that tournament. It looked uh, big man on campus is USC Trojans. We talked about them as a big, big sleeper. 26 to 1 in the Pac-10 and USC is up 69 to 54 late in the second half of that game. George Washington earlier taking out UMass. So big, big tournament games right now. We've got a lot of games later on in all sorts of conferences. Things are going to get real crazy tonight. I know Marenzi is going to uh, the Big East uh, tournament there in New York City. These games are going to get flying and soon we're going to have a whole, whole host of games to go through. Crazy stuff in the NFL today too with uh, Earl Thomas. I'm a Seahawk fan and uh, uh, it's sad to see Earl Thomas go, but we all knew when uh, he flipped the bird to the Seattle Seahawks after that game against Dallas that he wasn't going to be a Seahawk for very long. So Earl Thomas now, he's gone. He's off off to Baltimore. And we talked about other teams that might be uh, like signing that, Thomas. Yeah. Like uh, Baltimore was not in uh, the running for Earl Thomas. We didn't really see this one coming, but the Ravens are going to have to keep up with uh, the Cleveland Browns and all the things they do. And I'll tell you one thing about Earl Thomas, man. This guy makes a lot of good things happen. Great interception guy. You know, at 29, he's still got a lot in the tank. The injury was horrible last year, but this guy really, really, really improves the defense with some aging Ravens on the team. But I really like the move, Marenzi. Earl Thomas going uh, to Baltimore. Baltimore, they have to keep up with uh, what Cleveland's doing right now. So a big move. And you talked about this earlier. We didn't see him as the team. They, we didn't really mention Baltimore. With Thomas, is more about the Cowboys, but uh, the Ravens seem to get it done. He goes from one bird to another bird, Seahawk to Raven. I like how you said uh, the writing was on the wall after he, he flipped the bird. Yeah, flipped the bird. <laughs> see us, see a Pete Carroll. Time to go. Time to go. Yeah, he. Uh, it was time thing. to flip the bird. Seems to but... be a thing in Seattle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the move, about the move for Baltimore? I, I kind of like a nice move by Baltimore today. They picked up Mark Ingram too. We talked about them needing a running back. And uh, Le'Veon Bell was going to be kind of in, in the mix there. But and a nice secondary move. They had Gus Edwards, who played really good at the end of the year for them. And we talk about Dixon. He's done nothing, really. So the Ravens signing uh, Thomas and uh, Mark Ingram today. Not bad. Nice day for the Baltimore Ravens. Trying to keep up uh, with what the Cleveland Browns uh, are doing. Yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah the Browns, hey, they can't really keep up with the Browns, though. You sound the Browns are just. Right uh, Do I? Huh, okay, well, I can, hear, I, I can hear you. I can hear you better. Okay. So that, that's good. I did and nothing my apologies to anyone I'm just going to st- I'm just going to keep on screaming then so you can hear me. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> we do have like a there's there we have a bigger delay it's a hissing. today though. Yeah. Yeah, the hiss is because yeah, I got everybody uh, cranked so I can hear you, but that's in our headset, but there's like a there's a longer delay than it normally is, which I don't really understand because we're using the same thing. We're just we have a camera on. I don't know what's different, but something's different. Technology, I don't know. It's like that GIF online, the guy that's like I don't know. Uh, Carl does a great job. He's on it. Uh, I can hear you better right now. The music's real good too, yeah. Like everything's yeah. better overall. Once we get this cam level figured out, we're going to be off and running. 
From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Antonio Brown's uh, introductory press conference in Oakland is uh, is running late. Antonio Brown has yet to show up to the facility. <laughs> great. You're off to a great start. <laughs> the, the, the introductory press conference, Antonio Brown, he's, he's not there. Like, uh, he's, he's not there. Uh, I'm not going to rip him. There's actually a video of him, unlike Calvin Benjamin, Cam. Um, there's a video him and Derek Carr were, were practicing together already. All right. So, That's good. Uh, I heard Lou talking. I don't know if Lou can't hear us, or I just heard him saying, I got nothing here. What's up, Lou? Nothing. Lou. Hey, Lou. Hello, Lou. 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 All right. We'll, uh, we'll have to talk amongst ourselves, Cam, while they, uh, they figure this out. Yeah. Like I'm, I said, I'm, if you're tuning in right now, yeah, we're not throwing me. it. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we're not we're not throwing anyone out of the bus. I'm sure the pit is a crazy place now. You know, they're doing a show actually right now. You got the the Red Cart Felt show going on in the studio. We got this going on. We're running a Tessa as far as the video is concerned. Everything's going smoothly actually. And I can hear you better now. Uh, I I think some things were really? reset. Uh, yeah, and honestly, okay. I I don't know what's going on. Like I said, I'm just sort of baffled by it that there's no echo anymore. And so it sort of sound it sounds different. So it takes me a while to get used to the different thing. It doesn't sound bad. It sounds different to me. There's no echo. But like I said, you're still a little fainter, but it's better than it was uh, a couple of minutes ago. Whatever, whatever they did, and uh, we readjusted. All right. I hear Luke. The question is, can Lou hear us? Lou What's too. up, Lou? Lou. Herb Dean. Is Herb Dean there? <laughs> Mine three. <laughs> Hello, Herb. <laughs> Herb. Hello, Hello, Lou. No, no, all right. Uh, we'll, we'll keep no. on. We'll, we'll keep on trying. Like the time our, our our years Lou. ago. Me and Cam, here. That was oh, yeah. bar. It that was, was 40 years. <laughs> it was like, all right, Herb Dean's on. You're standing there with, like, Heath Hair and Cam. <laughs> There's, like, the, the Octagon Girls. It was that night. There was, like, an Octagon Girl party. And we're in this club. And it's like, all right. And I don't even know why. We're like, this is a dumb idea. Why are we doing a show in a club that's not even open? So it's like during the day. Excellent point there. Like we have all these guests and stuff, and it's a total train wreck. Like, like I heard Dean on. They're like, all right, Herb Dean, Herb Dean, that game. Herb's on the line. I'm like, I do this big, long, five-minute introduction. This referee <laughs> did this fight. He did that fight. Herb Dean joins us. Silence. Herb. Then the second time, I'm like, all right, Herb. They're like, we got him. We got him. I'm like, all right, Herb Dean joins us. No. Then the third time, the third time he's not there, then I then I start getting mad. And our guest split. Heath Herring's like, F this. He goes, this is a shit show. Uh, he's like, he goes, you, you don't actually line, call right? 
you were in a good mood that day because he was there. Like if that would have happened, like the first time, Guys, I'll say the second I, time. All I can say is you, I got no. Vol- I, I can't hear anything here. I have no clue if you can hear me, but I'm in the twilight zone here. I hear nothing. It's just like this is an adventure. Welcome to the <laughs> twilight zone. I thought you were pretty oh, good Lou. that day too, Gabe. Lou. Lou, we can hear him. He can't hear us, I don't think. That's basically what Lou's no, saying, Gabe. Obviously, we can hear him. Hopefully, he doesn't start swearing. <laughs> <laughs> what can you do but laugh here? What can you do at this point, Cam, right? Okay, Cam. Oh. So, uh, yep. Uh, get this. I've actually seen. You and I were just talking about. I was like, I haven't seen any division odds. I haven't seen any division odds. I haven't seen any division odds. We have division odds. Awesome. We have division odds. And the Cleveland Browns are favored to win the division. Yep, as we predicted. Uh, they're favored to win the division. I, you know, what do you think they're, listen, uh, Pete, Pete asked me what their win total was going to be. I said before it was eight and a half. And I thought, well, nine, nine and, and a half. half. It'll go to nine and a half. Now I'm know. thinking, ugh, it might be 10 in some spots. 10 minus money, a uh, little plus that's, 105. That's that, that, I'll I tell you, that's ambitious. It, I, I, nine and a half, I think, is a safe number for them. Once you get to 10, yeah, Gabe, they're 10 plus wins 125. The they're plus 125 to win a division. The they're Steelers the third are plus choice. And I'm looking at conference uh, conference odds too. Uh, the Patriots uh, three to one to win the, the AFC. Chiefs plus three thirty three. They are tied with the Chargers now at seven to one to win uh, the AFC. Chargers seven, Browns seven, Colts plus eight fifty, Steelers ten to one. Those rounds out rounds out those teams there. So seven to one to win the AFC. It's pretty ambitious for for Cleveland. You know? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, pretty, of course, pretty it's Cleveland ambitious. Browns. They got to go from, you know, they have they've never been to a Super Bowl, <laughs> like never alone. Like, when's the last time the Browns won a playoff game? Off the top of your head, I'll tell you. Like, they didn't win the last time they were in the playoffs. I remember that game it was 2002, 2003. Kelly Holcomb, pretty crazy. I think it was. Uh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, might yeah. might yeah Kelly Holcomb back then. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably it. Uh, you what, know what? So, I thought what do you it think? was. Yeah, yeah, Kelly Holcomb. I always confuse Kelly Holcomb and Kelly Stouffer. Oh, Kelly Stouffer was our quarterback. Stouffer's dinners. He was one of. <laughs> think about the Seahawk yeah. quarterbacks that they rolled out in that era, Gabe. Stan Gelba from the World Football League. Kelly oh, Stouffer's frozen yeah. dinners. Remember Stouffer, Stouffer, Gelba, and then they drafted Dan McGuire, Mark McGuire's brother. From San, oh, yeah, yeah. Six, six, San Diego State. And then Rick Meyer. Six foot seven. And then Rick Meyer. Oh, yeah, Rick we had Meyer. some uh, bad quarterbacks there, man. I got a Rick Meyer jersey still upstairs. <laughs> Should get it framed. Rick, Rick Meyer's like Brady Quinn. Like, uh, he, you know, he looks good at Notre Dame, yeah. but it didn't, didn't work out. True. Didn't work out. You know what, though? Uh, you know, you watch a lot of college football, and Kelly, it's Kelly Stouffer that does the, the college football, right? Yes, and, it is. Yeah, it's not Kelly yep. Holcomb. I confused the two of them. No, Kelly Stouffer, dude. I know. I got him mixed he's up, got, too. Like, such a, he's got such a distinct voice, though. And 
this guy like dissects every little thing cam of like the you know of an Oregon State game you know what I'm saying like He's not for lack of not being into it. <laughs> like, we'll put it that way. Oh, he's into it. He's, he tried with Seattle, too. Yeah, I yeah. liked him. <laughs> I've always liked um, Stover. All right. So, Lou just sent me a message. Sorry. I'm okay. Sorry. What's Lou saying? We working on it. Hang yeah. It's strange, though, I, because we didn't have any problems in the first hour. We had a couple of guests on already. It's funny, our stuff's getting uh, like clearer and stuff. No, you sound uh, like I'm looking at even like the the video. Everything's great. Like it's uh, yeah, it's 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 good, man. It's uh, it's just a it, it's it's like anything else, Gabe. We're gonna have to feel it out for a bit, and uh, hopefully, I really hope I can get my sound at a consistent thing, uh, and it doesn't fluctuate, and it'd be fantastic. Oh, no, you sound good on the air. I know we're in di- I know we're in different places, but I try not to mess with my board no, and us. Uh, keep it the same way you gave it this- to me. It's not us. I just think it's there's there's stuff going on. Like I said, they've got a bunch of shows. There's multiple shows going on out of one pit right now. You know, we'll we'll get stuff figured out. This is why we're running the test show today, actually. Yeah, this is this is the whole smart. part of it. So yeah, we apologize for those of you just doing audio, but whatever. If you're listening to us, you know we're always like this. So what do you want? <laughs> yeah. what, 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 what do you want? It's too bad because Lou's all fired up, and uh, he he has. Uh, he has, uh, Lou just says, over, under, over, under. Odell Beckham plays 13 and a half games. And I was looking forward to Lou joining us because I know Lou and I know what his takes are going to be. And I don't say he's that predictable, but Lou's old school and stuff. You know he's not going to like Odell. Ah, oh, good riddance and he's this and that. And I got into a pretty good with Ranieri today, actually. It's the first time we had a real throwdown. And yeah. um, he's more, Joe's more that sort of, you know, ca- shut up, Kaepernick can play. You know, people should just shut up and play type of thing. I, I you know, well, I don't think Joe likes the, the prima donna superstar, which I, I get. I get the case, I, but I don't yeah, we'll either. With Landry and him, yeah, we will. We will get our take. LSU reunion. Now, he'll be fine in Cleveland. There'll be no problem. He's gonna be poor. Not <laughs> Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. What's going on, Yang? You all right? <laughs> Our boy Yang's already a pretty stressed out guy uh, to begin with. He's a grandfather, you know? So, you know, there's a parent, grand grandparent. Uh, <laughs> imagine the pit is, uh, the pit's in uh, full meltdown mode uh, right now. Very emotional. Flips out that guy. The Memphis kid, Chris Pavona, oh. like, he's got quite the temper, Cam. Oh, People are thinking, like, I I'm starting to figure things out here. Now you're lower again. Yep. Oh, no. Not again. That's what. Well, this is what I was trying to tell you. You tell me, oh, you know, it's your habit of holding it. Like, I can't. When I, you have to, that's why I do this. It's going to drive, like, it's going to drive you nuts. But you know what? I know, I, I know, but people to hear me. So. I'm fine. I'm fine. Complaints about the holding the thing. It's funny at first, but, yeah. 
Yeah, it's well, annoying. You know, we got to say, I want to ship it to me. I don't care. You got my address. Put it in a friggin' box and send it to me so I can pick it up. This one's got like. I don't have your address. It's alive in the in the mic. Whatever you know. It's it's busted <laughs> anyway. Like, come on. Doing the best I can here. It's just, uh, you know, the thing's broken on the ear. I really wanted to steal some when I was there, but that's not my type of thing. I see nine beautiful headsets when I was in New York City. I was hoping somebody would just give me one for my flight back. Would have made things a hell of a lot easier. I forgot. I would have. I yeah. might have <laughs> No, Cam's, Cam's in meltdown mode. Uh, <laughs> obviously, we got some phone issues. Suddenly, <laughs> we didn't in the first hour. We did it in the first hour. So, uh, Browns to win the division plus 125. Pittsburgh Steelers plus 250. Baltimore Ravens plus 275. Cincinnati Bengals plus 800. Ugh, Just put should be 80 to 1. Other. Yeah, Bengals yeah, should, should be 80 to 1. That one That's like the Marlins. Shouldn't even be there. What do you think of the comparison? I guess yeah. the, Cleveland, the Cleveland Browns are sort of kind of like what the Philadelphia Phillies are right now, aren't they? Uh, they are a sort of overly hyped team. Let's give them the division. Listen, I, I'm high on the Browns. You and I were high on the Browns. I still, I like, I like the deal for the Browns. I think it's, you know, it's a great move for them. I think, you know, they, yeah. they got a superstar. They didn't get, uh, you know, they fleeced the Giants for the most part, I think. But um, it doesn't mean that we're going to anoint them like the champions. You know what I mean? They, you know, like we're talking about a team that you know went winless. We're talking about like a team that's. You know, a terrible, terrible franchise. Like for them to go 11 and 5, 12 and 4, and win a playoff game is a massive accomplishment. Yet with the roster that they have, they're they're pushing their chips all in. Baker Mayfield is a second-year player. Where I'm going with this, Cam, just from a betting perspective, Pittsburgh Steelers at plus 250. You can't discount the Steelers. Connor's good. Schuster's a star. He's going to be fine. You know, they're going to have to have a good draft and improve their defense, but you can't discount Pittsburgh. And, oh, yeah, for the record, Cam, my play started two minutes. Did you get that play in? <laughs> yeah, it's in. Uh, yeah, I got I got it in. Parlay with Colorado and uh, St. John's, correct? I think, yeah. The money line in. parlay, yeah. Yep, it's I in. made a Colorado's $60 a, mistake uh, last night, Cam. I did, yeah, I, I, on what? On late, in the late I, night I, hours. I, I, my, I looked at your log. Mine were good. I made a mistake. I won the two NBA games, but I said Jazz, a mistake pick. Uh, I, I didn't want something. I put too much on it by accident, and that really pissed me off. What do I have left now after that $75 bet? Uh, I think it's pretty good. It's in uh, hundreds. Uh, let me see here. Uh, basically, 100 bucks, 99.58. All right. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but I was right. going through your plays yesterday with Fairleigh Dickinson. We had Northeastern. There was a lot of good things. Gonzaga let us down at night, but I thought it was generally a pretty uh, decent night with, with the card. But I think we can do a little bit better. And I'll tell Dude. you, Gabe, uh, these late the, late the late money movements have been – that's how I've been doing it. I've been winning the early games. Like, everybody was on Clemson today. That line went from basically one to three. I saw a three and a half. I click NC State. Clemson was murdering them till the second half game. All this late line movement where people are pounding a team, I'm going the other way in these early games. It's really working out. I've been treading lightly, though, like 40, 50. Like, I'm not doing crazy stuff. It's been working. If you noticed last night, I started out 3-0. and I hit Fairleigh yeah, Dickinson, I Northeastern yeah. winner, Northeastern uh, over. I'm 3-0, and four plays remaining. I'm like, wow. 
all right, even if I go two and two, hey, that's a five and two night. And I'm thinking, man, I might go like I was thinking, man, I'm going to double this up. The account I sent in, I'm like, I'm going to have like, you know, I'm going to roll it over tonight. (laughs) I was all excited. I was like, man, I might sweep the board tonight. I'm up three and and I went 0 and four the next four games. Uh, Nebraska Omaha stakes were were uh, they were stale, oh, Cam. What a game! They were past their expired I got food poisoning from those guys. Nebraska <laughs> stakes, yeah. I'll thanks, you. Omaha. Thanks. Oh yeah. Hey, Omaha stakes. The thing about those guys too is what makes it even worse is they came back on a they run to up. tie the game, and then they oh, just I at know. the end, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, it's. The worst thing about college is the false hope. You get a nice run by your team, and then they just lose gas, and then you're done. It's like, great. You came back all the way for what? Just to get pounded? Then the other team goes on some 14-1 run. Yeah, no, I saw the same thing, Marenzi. It's, uh, you're right. The uh, false tread lightly in these tournament the other games. One, the false hope in the other one is I hate the false hope. You know, I had false hope with Wright State the other night. or it was Not Wright State. The, uh, yeah. It was against Wright State. When I bet against them, you know, the oh, team Milwaukee, was, hey, oh, Wisconsin, uh, Green Bay. Wisconsin, yeah, they came Green back. Bay. I was like, oh, shit, they cut the lead to two or three, man. <laughs> I was like, but I knew because you see it all the time. The team extends all their energy, Cam, to cut the lead, and then they can't do it anymore. And then they go back. Exactly. Or the other thing in college, which is painful when you watch it, is the, the collapse and the meltdown that you can see coming from a mile away. And, like, you and I talk Certain about it. Like, do when it. it starts in college, there's no turning it back. It's like... Like the other game, man, I swear to God, I was down by two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen. It took like three minutes. I was like, I went from being up to down 14 points, and I saw it. I was like, yeah, he's going to miss. Then the other kid up for a three. I'm like, all right, that's going in. <laughs> that's going in. <laughs> that's a foul. You know, then our kid fouls the other kid shooting a bloody three. I'm like, oh, God. Of course, if I had that, my kid would miss the three free throws. This kid, Larry Bird, sure. swish, swish, swish. Swish, swish. Yeah, college. Let the madness begin. You know what though? I don't so, want to. Uh, I don't want to say this about. I don't. I don't want to say this about you and kids. I like crusty. What's that? I I'm just gonna make a, a statement about a school, and it's not their football program. The Clemson Tigers have got to be one of the biggest gags. When it comes to a basketball program, this is consistently year after year with double-digit leads. When the wheels fall off, I don't know what it is about their basketball program. It's a problem. They figured it out in football, but the Clemson basketball, Tigers basketball, men's, big problem, Gabe. Big problem. You can't do that today. Like, NC State, I'm like, wow, man, I'm, I'm happy. I won the bet, but that's heartbreaking. Like, you had a dominant lead, and you were killing them, and then all of a sudden, they just went right down the tubes. The minute NC State got it under 10, they panicked. It was a panic job. Baylor. Baylor blow. Baylor, one of these teams. And, you know, for the record, guys, yeah, I'm sorry. Colorado and St. John's. I, I, I gave the parlay earlier. It's, it's so chaotic here. we got so many things going on, uh, get, getting used to this. But, uh, yeah, I like uh, Colorado money line parlay uh, with St. John's. I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I apologize for not bringing it up. Uh, more, we'll have more picks uh, for you. That St. John's DePaul game, I think there'll be some points tonight, uh, Cam. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I hope uh, for you, I know you're a St. John's supporter, I'm praying for you, but the thing about it is, I've watched DePaul recently, and um, remember, Gabe, the last time these guys played each other, you joined us on the show, it was me and Colonel Kurtz, and DePaul was down in that game, and they came back and kicked the Johnny's ass in the second half. So it's also a revenge spot for St. John's, if you're thinking... 
the Paul's a very dangerous team. They're one of those teams that um, their program's really improved over the last couple of years. They've got a couple of good shooters on that team. That is not an easy game. Like uh, everyone's just like, hey, Johnny, like, I'm telling you, man. Yes, DePaul can score at will. So St. John's uh, better have their defense. They better, you know, you don't want to get into a track meet with DePaul. That's a big mistake. Um, They're a good team. You, you know, you, credit. Think, you think you and I think you and I have problems uh, right now. As uh, we're on the, uh, it's like Cam's in Beirut, and I'm in like uh, Tel-, Tel Aviv or something. It's like you send it to Wolf Blitzer a minute later. Thanks, thanks, Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I see Facebook and Instagram are down. Oh, people must be freaking out about that. Oh, that's great then. If they're Facebook's down and we're down. still here, we're doing we're doing great stuff. This is fantastic. Yeah, we're doing good we're doing better. Good good point. I like your stock, Cam. You're positive. We're doing better than Facebook. Yeah. That's what I like. We're, I I always tell that approach with uh, my girlfriend. I go, sometimes you got to see the glass half empty. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm an optimistic guy all the time, but if you go through life and uh, it's always bad, when are you ever going to enjoy the good? Right, buddy? Yeah, but I would like an update from Yang, like uh, instead of us just sort of talking to each other without anything at all. Hey, about Lou. It. Hey, Lou. We got who back? We got what back, uh, Yang? Hey, Gamblue. We never had him on. What do you mean we have him back? We never had him on. <laughs> Are you there, Lou? Yeah, we hear you, Lou. Vroom, vroom. I don't I hear, hear you, Lou. Oh, God. I guess we're going to a break in a minute anyways. I don't hear Lou. And I don't mean like he's not faint, but I don't I don't hear him like. Uh... All right. So, Yang, listen, if you can hear me, uh, which sometimes I wonder, <laughs> to be honest, if you can hear me, uh, let's go to the Mike Breen. We're going to play the Mike Breen interview a little bit later on, but we'll play the Mike Breen on the other side as uh, we get this up uh, figured out. And if not, we'll get to our best bets at, uh, in the six o'clock hour. So Mike Breen coming up next. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Morning after Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Network. All right, we've actually spent like the first hour and 40 minutes talking about this deal. I thought the Jets were going to get some love now, Joe. You're Jets, so we're going to get to my I promise. I promise. Uh, do we have one of the best uh, play-by-play men in the business and a man I'm a big fan of? Uh, Sean, is he ready to go? Is Mike Breen uh, with us yet? All right, uh, so not uh, not quite yet. Uh, we're we're an hour tonight for him. He's in Houston, isn't he? I think he's taking on the uh, Golden State Warriors tonight, or he's covering the uh, Warriors yeah, in Houston well, there's, tonight. There's a big game. Breen, uh, Breen's doing it, ESPN, uh, tonight. 
tricky. You know, I don't know. Like, um, I've been all college basketball the last couple of days, and I saw, ooh, a big game tonight. And Houston Rockets, are they're peaking at the right time. Houston Rockets, three-and-a-half-point favorites, uh, Joe, in this game against the visiting Golden State Warriors tonight. Hard not to like the Rockets in this situation, right? Especially over the last couple of weeks with Golden State. Uh, it's anybody's been cruising. It's been the Houston Rockets at home. Tough situation for the Golden State Warriors. They had the Warriors on the ropes last year. They had yeah. the Warriors on the ropes, and I get it. And Parson used to freak out all the time. And man, me and me and him would yell. But he would go off about Chris Paul not uh, being uh, being successful in the playoffs. And oh, it didn't matter that Chris. It didn't matter that Chris Paul got hurt last year because of Chris Paul's failures in the playoffs in the past, but it did. They had him on the ropes, and mm. we're talking about a team that's starting to peak at the right time right now. Let's bring in uh, Mike Breen, a uh, big fan. Now, Mike, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us uh, this morning. How you doing this morning? Morning, guys. How are you? I don't know if you heard, but it's kind of been a busy day in New York, Mike. Holy crap, man. Odell, yeah. Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm a big giant fan, so I'm just trying to process that one. So let me ask you, because we've been yelling at each other, and like obviously Odell is so polarizing, even amongst giant fans, Mike. Um, oh, you know, he's the greatest ever. Oh, he was a distraction. He had to go. It's hard to process this. Odell said the same thing. I, he's still processing it. But from a giant fan, do you like it, not like it? Where are you at right now, just as a fan? You know, I have mixed feelings. Um, I mean, this guy is is a special talent. In my opinion, probably the best receiver in the NFL. And I, I'm just speaking as a fan. I have no inside info or, or you know, I never cover the NFL. But I just love uh, I love how, how talented he is. But he also at times hurt the team uh, in terms of the ultimate goal. So there's part of me that understands why they do that. And part of me wish they would, you know, give him more of a chance to, to – grow etc etc so I, I don't know what i think right now i'm just i'm a confused giant fan Le'Veon bell is in <laughs> odell is out suddenly the jets i was joking mike uh and you know odell's next msg they have a joe namath jersey and like 90 uh giant jerseys every other player finally they'll have a jet jersey to sell but odell biggest star in the town right now um i was thinking since jeter yet you know sort of leads me into the knicks and the attraction potentially for a Kevin Durant in which Kevin Durant really would be the biggest star in New York City, wouldn't he, if, if he signed with the New York Knicks, Mike? Yeah, I think so. Um, Aaron Judge is a pretty big star. Um, Jacob DeGrom for the Mets is a pretty big star. Yeah, yeah. But I think I think Durant would, would probably uh, catapult and <laughs> move to one if, if he came to New York. But, you know, as you guys know, so much can happen between now and the end of the regular season. You know, I always wonder, and, and I wish most guys don't say this, I, I always wonder when guys make their decisions um, and whatever sport you're talking about in terms of do they wait to the end of the season? Do they know right now where they're going? I've always believed that um, – you don't make that decision until your season ends because so many different things can happen to either make you want to stay in a situation or make you want to go somewhere else. Uh, so that's something that always intrigues me with that stuff. 
Hey, Mike, Joe Ranieri, uh, I got to ask you, uh, Russell Westbrook uh, last couple of days had another experience, not a great experience with a fan in, in Utah, and it, they seem to keep finding him. But for somebody that is down, you know, on the court, somebody is there, th is there a problem in the NBA when it comes to fans having that kind of close touch and access to these uh, to these NBA players? Or, or do you think it's just a very isolated situation here? No, Joe. I, I think I don't think it's a it's um, an isolated situation. It's also I think it has gotten better in recent years, but there's no question. Almost every game, uh, and, and we sit often near the benches. Uh, during games, there's inappropriate stuff being said. Uh, most of the time, it's just the profanity is is shocking. Uh, the thing that I see mostly is, um, you know, some guy will be screaming and, and dropping f bombs, and standing right next to him is his son, uh, or you know, standing two seats over is another father with their daughter. And it just, it blows me away that they just feel they can throw out that stuff. Uh, that's mostly what I see. And what has to happen is, you know, the ushers and the security people in the area, they have to be given, because let's face it, they have, they have certain rules and regulations that they have to uh, follow in terms of their own bosses. But they have to be given the permission to point these guys out and point these guys and gals, whoever it is, and, and kick them out before a confrontation happens. And, you know, Westbrook, he has to control himself. He can't respond this way. I certainly understand. Um, but if he's not getting help from, from security and ushers, as soon as it, uh, a fan starts going after you like that and using inappropriate language or saying stuff that's, that's insulting or personal, uh, it's up for every team to have their security immediately pounce and get rid of the people. And, and other fans, too, I think, sometimes have to uh, get involved, too, to help help the security and the ushers point it out. Uh, Mike, it's been a hostile week in the NBA as well. We saw Sergi Baca and, uh, and Marquise Chris uh, get into it uh, the other night. And, you know, fans like this, you know, it's entertaining. Ooh, and, and Twitter's going to light up and, and the gifts are out there. But, you know, you're close with the league. I guess it's something that they really don't want. This isn't hockey, and hockey gets away with it. Things can escalate fast, can't they? I mean, a guy throws a punch, you know, a couple of players fall into the crowd. Next thing you know, the crowd's involved. Next thing you know, the bench is clear. We've seen this happen before. It's a fine line, isn't it, between letting people compete, letting them show their emotions without letting it get uh, carried away. Because, you know, we always hear people, Mike, what's your take? Like, people say, oh, today's players are soft. Do you remember the old days and Knicks and Heat and this? Like, no, don't tell me if these guys knew they couldn't get away with this stuff, they wouldn't do it, right? Right. You know, Gabe, you're speaking to, to somebody who watched maybe the worst ball um, in in NBA history. I was there the night of the, the Palace uh, with the brawl between the Pistons and the Pacers, and that was the ultimate example of how, you know, just one skirmish between two players can turn into something disastrous. Um, but ever since then, uh, the penalties have certainly increased, and players know um, now that if, if you're throwing a punch, you're going to be out for a while. So for the most part, the incidents are way down uh, in recent years. But it doesn't matter. One incident can really cause a problem. And, and, and as you say, you know, it's bad enough that the players are going to go at it and, and could get suspended and could have a great ramifications on how a team finishes and what playoff position they get. But more importantly, because the NBA for fans, it's so great that you're right on top of the action.
and you're right there. You can hear the players. You can see them sweat. Um, it, it could easily go into the stands, and that's that's when uh, that's when it becomes. You know, it has potential for, for absolute disaster. So I think overall the league, you know, has let the players know that you're going to be penalized heavily for it. But sometimes every once in a while, I mean, it's such an emotional game. It's such a physical game that it gets carried away. You just hope that it's at a minimum. Um, we're going to ask you about uh, the situation at the Garden uh, as well. You know, it seems like everybody just needs to, to, to step back. I know it's tough. It's tough. You know, you cover the team. You know, you see, you see the fans are getting frustrated right now. Ownership is getting uh, frustrated. That's why I'm almost hoping that the Knicks can get a Durant. They can get a Kyrie Irving. So people can just start. It's almost like a family arguing with each other all day. You know what I mean? They need something positive to happen. But what's, what's your take on the situation there as well and how, how the, uh, the fan interaction is being handled? You know what, uh, Gabe, it's, I feel for the Knicks fans right now. Uh, I've lived my whole life in New York. Uh, I've been broadcasting Knicks games for 27 years. And if there's a, a more loyal fan base or a fan base that, that is desperate and hungry for their team to be well, I, I haven't found it. Uh, the Garden is, is filled almost every single night, despite this stretch, which has been the worst stretch in franchise history, because they love their team so much. So if, if there's any fans that's deserving um, I mean, it's, it's the Knicks fans, and I can understand their frustration. And they're just they're just so hungry to root for a good team again. Um, and, and that's 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 the overriding factor for me. And you know, whether or not they get the Kevin Durant's or Kyrie Irving's, or whether they have come up empty this year and do get somebody next year, or they get the number one pick, et cetera, uh, it's a fan base that deserves it. And, and I'm from the old school. I don't know about you guys, but when I go to a, a sporting event, I'm a big Met fan uh, in New York. I'm a big Giant fan. Um, when I go, I, I like to cheer my team on. I've ne- I don't think in my entire life I've ever booed somebody on my own team, unless unless they flat out did something you know disgraceful or didn't hustle. Uh, I've never yelled at opponents in terms of you know yelling profane things. But everybody's different. They they um, they have their own way of releasing their their fandom. Uh, but I just I, I've never understood why you'd want to confront a player or an owner or a, or somebody else like that during the course of during the course of a sporting event i mean you're there to go enjoy yourself so uh, i'll admit i'm old-fashioned on that stuff i've yelled at uh, joey crawford before mike i'm sorry <laughs> I'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you a story yeah, really... <laughs> I, I used to i used to referee uh for years i was a uh, i got up to the junior college level and refereeing and so when I would go to a game, whether it be a college game or, or a pro game, and I'd sit in the stands as a fan, uh, yeah, I would always watch the referees because there was a time in my life where I thought I might be a referee. And uh, this one guy was standing behind me, and he is just killing the ref. It was a college game, killing him every single call, and it's getting nasty. And it just it was it was so killing my my um, pleasure of the game. I turned around to the guy, figure all right, maybe if I say this to him, he'll stop. And I said, you know that referee that you're yelling at, uh, could you take it easy on him? That's my dad. That wasn't my dad, but I thought, okay, this will get... So he turns to me, and he goes, that's your dad? And I said, yeah. And he goes, well, your dad bleep, 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 stinks, you know? He, like, didn't work. So I'm like, okay. That's awesome. My grandfather was a linesman in the NHL. That really happened. A true story where it was my uncle... 
And the same thing, he said, my uncle, like, attacked the fan. He's like, that's my dad. And started, like, going at him. <laughs> it's the truth. Crazy. We have yeah, a I'm big game good. tonight. We got about a minute left. Uh, we'll get you out of here. Uh, Houston Rockets are really starting to peak at the right time right now. This is the classic case in which you can't judge a team midseason, right? And we're judging the Boston Celtics now too early. Uh, Houston starting to peak should be a real fun game tonight against the Warriors. You know, the Rockets gave their just healthy right now. Um, it's hard to win when three of your best players, and I'm talking about Chris Paul, who missed 23 games, Clint Capella missed 15 games, Eric Gordon missed 13. It's hard to compete when, when you don't have your guys in a lineup. So they're finally healthy now. James Harden doesn't have to carry that load that he, that he carried for so long because he's got help. And a lot of it, too, is they see the end, light of the end of the tunnel. For the Rockets, it didn't matter what they did in the regular season. It all matters what happens in the playoffs. So, you know, for them, after that disappointing loss last year, they just they needed to get healthy, and now they're ready to go because I, I, I think uh, that if these two teams, Golden State and Houston, meet in the playoffs, I think we're going to have another one of those classic series that will go seven games. Well, Mike, I'm watching college yeah. basketball a lot uh, today, but I'll be tuning in uh, tonight for this one. Great stuff, Mike. Mm -hmm. Thanks for the time, sir. Gabe and Joe, my pleasure, guys. There's Mike Breen, the great uh, Mike Breen. Big, big fan. Bang! Bang! Morning After continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Mike Green for uh, joining us uh, this morning on the program. Uh, I am Gabriel Moranzi. Uh, we appreciate uh, you joining us. We appreciate your patience. Well, you know, whatever. I mean, if you're you're entertained uh, by us melting down, then you've been entertained uh, on the program today. I think uh, our boy Yang is uh, is really about to snap. Actually, he's he, like he's in like full meltdown uh, mode uh, in the pit. But we have good news, um, you know, as as we move forward uh, here. Uh, Ralph Michaels is going to join us at uh, 6.09, and uh, we're, uh, we're rearranging with uh, Lou. I promised people on Twitter, I said, uh, I said if the last damn thing we do, we're going to get Lou on the program today, Cam. So Lou's on the radar for 6.20. Nice. No, it's not a Wednesday without Gam Blue and Mark Lawrence. That's just the, what it is. It's like family members at the table, Gabe, if we're serving a big turkey and Mark and Lou aren't there, is it really a turkey dinner? It's Thanksgiving when Lou and Mark are around, buddy. It's just a regular dinner when they're Thanks. not. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> Dad. <a> big turkey. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. It's a big. Yeah, it looks like we're the big turkeys big turkey. today. That's who the turkeys. Yeah, gobble gobble uh, today. Gobble gobble today. We're we're <laughs> the turkeys. Uh, we're the turkeys uh, today. So uh, I got that money line parlay going on right now. Uh, low, lower scoring game. It's 13-12, uh, so it's going to be a sweat job. Colorado's up 13-12 yep. uh, on Cal. Uh, tonight, St. John's laying five points. You you want to lay the five points with the Johnnies tonight, Cam? Seems like a revenge spot. Madison Not Square Garden. 
Not really, Gabe. Uh, it's one of those games that uh, you like to kind of like uh, we talked about. Yeah, like why don't we uh, we we got to start practicing what we preach. Uh, I'm not going to reach and just bet the game. I want St. John's. I, I cheer for you and a lot of the listeners at the network went to St. John's or St. John's friends, but I don't really want to step boy, in Tom and lay five Island. points against DePaul. Yeah, Tom's Tom's a great guy, and you know what though? Do you feel co- like? I know you, and, and if you were that confident in it, you wouldn't have put it in a money line parlay. You would have just laid the damn points. I rest my case. <laughs> Thinking about laying the points. I like the over in the game. Got breaking news. Over 154. Breaking news, too, Gabe. Kevin Coleman's a niner, but I'll give you more on the update, buddy. So they got a running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew that, but you should have said, and we have another big signing coming up in our update. Yes, Stay yes. tuned. Instead of I got breaking news, Kevin Coleman's a niner. Case cap, tempo, tempo, tempo.